to many of us tonight. We find ourselves complaining. I come to tell you, I'm going to do it. I could complain, but I won't complain.
Listen, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became a dead Verse 5 says, And the angel answered, Look what he did. He said unto the wind, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Thank you. You may be seated. From those verses, I want to title this message today. I want to talk about peace that pushes me into purpose. That's what I'm talking about. Peace that pushes me into purpose. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know today that if you made it past day one, which was birth, God has a specific purpose for all of our lives. No matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been in the church, or out of the church. Because many of us, we think that if people don't come to church on Sunday morning, that God may not have a purpose for them. But I want to share with you today, by the way, a secret that if God made you after his image and likeness, if he took the time to make you, then he did not make you purposeless. God can use anybody, anytime he wants to use them. These individuals today in our text seem to me very meager. How could God use these women? I mean, I read it that, Lord, are you mistaken? Because there's absolutely no way that they could be chosen to fulfill such an assignment. How could, you, the, how could God use these meager individuals to do such a mission? I mean, they, are, they have not been properly prepared for this task. They have nothing in their library. They have nothing hanging on their wall that would validate that they were qualified for such a mission. So in order to get them ready, God says, I'm going to have to do that, Hutchins, because in order to get them where I need them to be, I can't depend on their customs. Can't depend on laws being changed. I, I cannot allow them to have a sex change to fit the prerequisites uh, that are in other folks' imaginations. In order for them uh, to be what I need them to be and to become what I need them to become, I cannot allow them to be men haters. But in order for them to become what I need them to become, uh, it's going to be necessary that I look beyond their second-class citizenship. And, and, and prior to, you know, the suffrage movement, uh, uh, without the help, you know, of Susan B. Anthony, I'm going to do one thing, Hutchins. I'm going to prepare 
no purpose. Education won't be necessary. Are y'all going to help me preach? But what I want to ensure that there's only going to be one item on their agenda that's going to be deemed necessary. Because really, in order for them to walk in, in what I have prenatally assigned them to walk in, all they're going to have to have is one thing. And that one thing they need is peace. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, you know, you don't have to have the proper credentials. Sometimes you don't have to have uh, anybody to write a letter on your behalf, a letter of recommendation. Sometimes you don't, you don't have to have uh, a good interview and, and, and others to speak well on your character. But sometimes uh, to walk in the things uh, that God has ultimately ordained for you to walk in, uh, all you need, brothers and sisters, uh, is the peace to accept uh, and to walk in what God has chosen uh, you to walk in. Brothers and sisters, this text bless me. Because God says here, he says, listen, you know, contrary to what you think, he says, I'm going to use this rat-a-tat group. That's what he says right here. He says, he says I'm going to use uh, this, this, the ones that are least likely uh, to do something that is significant. He says here, the first time I want to speak the gospel message in holistic form, I'm not going to use the ones you think I'm going to use. Y'all got to hear what I'm trying to say. But, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to break a proper Palestinian protocol. I'm going to shift some things in your life. And all I do that, he says, I'm going to enroll some sisters into what I want to call today purpose training. And, and they ain't going to need but one item on their syllabus. They ain't going to have to go to the bookstore and buy no codes. That we have to buy for our children college and buy codes now for them to take a class or whatever. They're not going to they're not gonna have to enroll in a class online. No, they're not going to have to write a term paper about it. But all they're going to have to have in order to walk in this assignment uh, is the realization of peace. Uh, that, that word peace, brothers and sisters, the Greek word is the Greek word eurene. And, and that word is interesting because it does not suggest or denote uh, the absence of chaos. That's not what peace is. It's not peace, it's not the absence of trouble in your life. Uh, but, but what Urania suggests is this, uh, that, that in, in the midst of wherever you are, uh, that you have the assurance of God's presence, uh, even in the midst of the most difficult time and situation in your life. As I'm talking to you this morning, I want to suggest that what Jesus says to us in this passage is, uh, he said that as you and I get to know him, that there is something that he's called and, and there are some things that, that he wants us to do, but often we look for validation and training in the wrong places. To be honest with you, you and I are never really perfectly qualified to walk in and undertake 
the things in which he's called us to do. You know, I don't care, I mean, I don't care how long you're in school. Get your doctors, get two or three. Whatever you want to do. We really are not qualified. No, to walk and do the things that he. It's almost like, how do you know that you are ready to be a parent for the first time? There's no books you can read that will No, no, no. There's no class you can really attend to validate uh, that you're ready for parenthood. It's just some things that, that you know that, that you just got to walk in and accept by faith uh, to know that God has entrusted you uh, with such a wonderful responsibility. Elmer, that he who has begun a great work within you uh, is able to fulfill and complete it. This takes blessing because these are some women who are getting ready to walk in their ultimate purpose. Look at it. I love it because of what their purpose is. Their purpose is not to stay barefoot in a kitchen pregnant. The, the, the Bible, that, that, that purpose, brother, because that it is not to make sure that the kids got their homework done and they've been properly dressed for babies. That, that purpose, these women's purpose, is not to make the coffee and, and, and to scramble to make sure the eggs are, are, are scrambled properly. That, that's not their ultimate assignment that God had in their life. But well, the ultimate assignment that God had for their lives uh, was for them to be the first ones involved uh, in the proclamation uh, of the Julian, uh, which is the good news of Jesus Christ. Their assignment, their, their mission did not match their first century acknowledgments of who they were, their gender. And here they are, they've never been to seminary. They don't know anything about Greek, Hebrew. They don't know anything about no homiletics or homonutics. Uh, he says, listen, all that stuff is not necessary. He said, but if you're going to do and walk in what God has called you to walk in, uh, all you really need to do uh, is have a peace and understanding, first of all, who God is, uh, and peace and understanding if God thinks enough about you uh, to give you an assignment, baby, that is all that you need. And I came by here to tell somebody on my way out of here that, that when you really get to know him, that there's a peace that God can, can put in you, uh, he can put in your life that prepares you for your purpose. As a matter of fact, I want to suggest that this text really helps us to understand that, that, that when we're ready to walk in our purpose, we all talk about our purpose. We talk about what God has placed us here for. We talk about walking into purpose. But Pastor Hutchins, how do I know? That I'm properly qualified. You told me I couldn't be qualified. So, so how do I know if I'm properly qualified for what my purpose is? Well, this text, it tells us. It says, and this text said that, that if you want to know whether you're perfectly qualified to walk in your purpose, here's the question. Do, do you have peace that's necessary that will push you into your purpose? Brothers and sisters, it was chaotic that night. Let's go to it. Let's get to it. Because here they are. Text says, as has begun to dawn at the end of the Sabbath. It says, upon the first day of the week, the text tells us that these sisters have come and they've come in a graveyard. Here they are, a few hours 
after seeing their Lord and Savior executed. Can't you see them? I mean, that they've been there six of the ninth hour. It was dark early on a Sunday morning. Still dark. The aroma of flesh being torn from their master's body. Still fresh in their nostrils. Y'all gonna help me? Here it is, crucifixion, y'all. It's still lingering in present proximity. And now, to make matters worse, the Bible said that they are experiencing an earthquake. I mean, if anybody qualified not to have peace in their hearts and in their minds, it should have been these women. I mean, you, you put yourself in the shoe. How much more can you take, Lord? We just saw on Friday you be crucified. Here it is, early Sunday morning. Uh, the aroma is still fresh, and I know crucifixion still present. They're in a graveyard, uh, and now an earthquake. On top of all that they had just experienced, uh, now they see something that they've never seen before. The angel shows up, y'all, and have a conversation with them. And this conversation is just centered around a few words. He said, do not be afraid. Had some help. I mean, all these things have to happen in your life to allow certain things to happen in your life. But I came with one word for you peace. Peace, yes, because God has an assignment for you, uh, but you will not be able to handle your assignment uh, if you're not able to handle the darkness, if you're not able to handle the sight and the smell of crucifixion. Uh, you've got to be able to handle the graveyard. You've got to be able to be around dead things. And the question, I've got an assignment for you, but can you handle my assignment? Before you get it, you've got to internalize peace. You've got to have that peace within your, your own spirit. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody may not be ready to walk in what God has called you to walk in today. Because maybe your finances are dark. Maybe, maybe things don't smell right in the aroma of matrimony around your own home and you're trying to walk in something that you're not qualified. And what God seems to say is this, that if you can't have peace before your assignment, then there's no way you're going to be able to have peace as you walk in your assignment. You're going to have to have an assurance before you get there. Well, you think it's dark right now? Oh, just wait, just wait. If, if you if you if you can't handle the elements right now, if you can't handle the sights and the smell of darkness, just wait till the human condition starts coming in. Because can't nobody bring the sights and smell of pain in your life like people can. Nobody can bring. Nobody can infect you like church folk can. Nobody can tell you down like, like, like people can. If you can get peace before your assignment, uh, then you can have peace within the framework of your assignment. But the question I want to ask in transition is this. Pastor Hutchins, how will I know if I have peace that has pushed me into my purpose? Can I tell you how? Let me give you three quick things and we're going to get out of here. Well, 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 you will know that you will have the peace that can push you into your purpose, number one, by when you refuse to be shaken. I said when you refuse to be shaken. Verse 2 says, and behold, there was an earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came.
and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers, the angels did shake. Now here is what's interesting. They're shaken for the Lord out of fear. But, but now watch this. God has not given us the spirit of fear. No, but of love, power, and uh, a sound mind. But what's interesting here is uh, that they're shaken out of fear. So if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, then my question is, where did the fear come from? Oh. <clears throat> now, fear either can come from the demonic, or it can come from the emotional realm. If it doesn't come from God, where did it come from? But what intrigued me here is this. They are fearful not about the demonic. I said fear can come from the demonic since God is the giver. He's not the giver of fear. Fear can come from the demonic. But what I want you to notice in the text is this, uh, that they're shaking out of fear because of something that was not initiated by the devil. I, I mean, you got to get this, y'all. Don't be on a hair today, but get this. I mean, something has triggered in the heavens that they caused the guards, those who are accustomed uh, to graveyards, to shake for fear. God is moving. And the guards are shaking. See, there are times in our lives, if you're not careful, where the movement of heaven can be more intimidating than the movement of hell. Y'all What happens when, when, when God is moving and, and God's movement makes you scared? Some of y'all think it's scared of men. See, the reality is many of us in our lives, uh, we can't handle, we say, well, like, Lord, I want you to move in this place. Move. No, no, you, you got to be careful what you ask for because you can't, a lot of you can't handle when God starts moving. Amen. Because what happens to you when, when God starts moving in a way that you are not accustomed to seeing him move? What happens when God shows you things uh, that you have never seen before? What, what happens when, when God moves some stuff or removes some things uh, that you thought that were unremovable? You be scared. What happens when God, you, you know, when God opens up possibilities for you that, that you couldn't open? When God rolls away the stone that you couldn't, it was too heavy for you. It, it causes you to be scared. And here's the reality. Many of us have faced so many barriers and obstacles in our lives uh, that when God does remove the barrier, if you're not careful, open doors and move stones can scare you. That's why you got to be careful who you hang around who you have around you because what got me here is that, that the guards are shaking. Look at it. The guards are shaking, but the women are not. Now, let me ask you a question. Were the women shaking? Maybe they were. But let me tell you, all I can do is 
to go by what the writer said. I can't inject my own writing here. Matthew doesn't say that the women are shaking. He just said the guards are shaking. Do the women have something that the guards don't? Did the earthquake happen before the women got it? Is the story out of chronological order? I don't know. Did the women experience the earthquake? Did, did they see the removal of the stone? What did they see? Text is not clear. It doesn't tell me. But what it does tell us is this, uh, that if you get scared when God is moving, uh, then you are not ready to walk in your purpose. Because there will come a time in your life when God is moving baby, and you ain't got the answer. You won't be able all the time to validate what God is saying. But sometimes when God is moving uh, in unusual ways, uh, all you can do is do one thing. Uh, you can lift up your hand and say, yes, Lord. Y'all excuse me. I'm about to get ebonic here just a minute. That's why I don't need to be around scaredy cat saints. I don't, I don't like scaredy cat saints. I clap, my brother, I clap, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know, you got too many scaredy cat saints uh, who are afraid when the God gets the move. Oh, y'all don't like what I'm saying today. Too many, you know, if you don't watch it, I ain't never seen it here, but you got too many scaredy cat ushers. That, that when God gets the move, brother, they won't come, and, and the first thing I see them do, they take them out of the church. They come in here, and they just fan in you. Uh, oh, 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 they go, you know, we got two minutes. Uh, sit down, scared of I, I, I'm talking about something. I mean, let me ask you to tell you something. If they in the Holy Ghost, the, the Holy Ghost ain't going to hurt. If they, let me just say this. If they ain't in the Holy Ghost, they need to get hurt. But if you ain't there, you need to hurt you. He, he, he need to hurt you. The Holy Ghost, if you oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Huh? So, so, I mean, if I can happy up here, which I do sometimes, don't get scared for me. No, don't come here. Don't come here. Don't do nothing for me. Don't, don't come up here. Don't try to give me no water. Don't try to stand me. Don't try to take me back in the study. Because I ain't going to go. Because guess what? I asked the Lord to come by here. I asked, I did. I asked God to let me feel his power. We shout, Lord, I come this far by faith and not by sight. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have to see what's on the other side. If you open the door, God, I'll walk in. Lord, if it's your will for me to lose this job because you want to take me somewhere else, God, just open up the door. I will walk in. I will not be shaken. God didn't, didn't, didn't shake as long as the stone it's on the tomb. But the text said, I got to go. But the text said, as soon as the stone rolled away, that's when they got scared. Family, let me tell you, church family, God is going to do some things that just may scare you in your emotions. It might, it might. And here's how you know that if it's God or not. Let me tell you how you know. If you can accomplish your mission without God, then it's God. It's you. 
God will never call you to do anything that you can complete by yourself. If you can get your calculator on your phone, and I've been a victim and start trying to figure it out, God had to figure it out. On, on how it worked, if you can write a paper on how it, how it worked out in your life, if somebody asks you, no, no, then get what? It's you. Because sometimes when God starts moving and doors start opening, you can't take them to a book. The only thing you can say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Is anybody around this house that got a testimony that God did this for me? Why you know? 
Why doesn't the angel say to the guard, don't be scared now. Don't be scared. Come back alive. Stop shaking. They don't want, I mean, look like they don't want to need the word. And I researched it, y'all. I researched it. I did it. I researched it. I looked at it. Three or four days. Can I tell you what I came up with? Can I tell you what I came up with? Well, the Lord said to me, I said, Lord, they gonna, somebody's going to ask me a question. Why does the angel speak to the women who never said a word, who were not scared, according to the text, who were not shaken like dead women, like men, according to the text, why speak to the women who never expressed fear and not to the men? Not to the God. Why? Can I tell you what? Can I tell you what he showed me? Y'all wanna know? I don't know. I don't know. But but now the best the best I can come up with is that sometimes God may be saying to us that the women are responding based upon how the guards respond. So y'all be careful who you see God moving with. Because if you're not careful, the response of the guard can shake the faith of the women. Now the men, in my opinion, should have been setting an example, but they skipped. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I also suggest. Maybe, maybe also suggested here that God says, He said, maybe he told my angel, speak to the women only. Why? Because the guards have completed their assignment. Y'all missed it. Speak to the women only. Because the guards, they have completed. Sometimes God, God will not speak to people who've not been selected for a new level of anointing and a mission. Y'all missed it. The job of the guards, this is what the job. You stay right now until Sunday morning. Now mission is complete. Stay scared. But in order for me to break proper Palestinian protocol, I got to speak a word and I can't do it to the men. I got to speak it to the women uh, because they are going to be the ones uh, whose destiny is going to be at stake. Uh, Y'all stay shaken. Uh, I'm talking to the women. Uh, don't let that response uh, destroy you uh, because you're going to look at some folk in your mission uh, who going to look like they are dead. So, so when you're completing your purpose and you see folk looking dead, don't let dead people scare you. Don't let no dead faces scare you out of the assignment that God, see, 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 that's why you can't expect everybody to hear what you heard. Stop looking for other people uh, to validate what God told you. He didn't tell it to them. He told it to you. Oh, if, you if you're not careful, you'll miss your own trying to get confirmation from people who didn't hear what God told you. Oh. He said, listen, ladies. The God's purpose was to keep the stone. Your purpose, the Bible, you came seeking Jesus. But you came, right? That's, that's, what, that's what's right here in, in, in the text. That's what it said. You came seeking Jesus. So I'm telling you to fear not because he ain't here. So maybe the fear not had nothing to do with the earthquake. 
Maybe the fear not had something to do with what they was going to discover. That you came looking for God here and he moved from here. And that's a good word from the church as I make my way out of here. Because too many of us, uh, we go to the same place looking for God. We come here at the church in this building all the time looking for God. And what happens, uh, what, <laughs> the God who was once here, what happens when, when you once knew him? He shifted somewhere from where he wants. No, see, 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 some of us, you ain't gonna tell it to me, but I'll tell it to you. Some of us in here, we still hadn't got accustomed. We've been having the praise team line up here for several years. But some of us, we still hadn't got accustomed to the praise team. We still don't see God moving until we got the deacons up here. They pray two prayers and sing two hymns. We hear the 30 minute devotion. That's when we see God moving. Y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna. I mean, some of us, quit trying to quarantine God to, to your limited perspective. Yeah. And, and, and you go back to the place where God was, and He's not there. Come on, come on. You can't keep God confined. He's too big in one place. Come here trying to find Him. God ain't, you know what God is? He might be on y'all in the hole. He might be at the corner of Even Road and Forest. He might be at the corner of William Street and Dr. MLK, MLK Drive there in Carthage in a man who may be witnessing to the young lady who's selling her body on the street. You can't keep God. God is always moving. You want to keep our methods the same. Like, 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 like God, you, you still that see, let me tell you something about church. You can't minister to young folk in 2019 like you ministered to them in 1989. You can't, you, you know, we, we want to have hot dogs and, and a chips and a cake and a fago, and we call it youth ministry. That's good. I mean, it's good to help you till you get, till you get home. But, but, and, and the sad thing about it, when God moves, we shall not be moved. But the hardest thing about it, it for, for, for the church, especially saints, especially when it comes to faith, it's, it's easy how we try to compartmentalize. How we try to keep God in a box. How we don't want to change and God is moving. When it, give, give me that old time religion. Good enough for me. Give, give me good enough, good enough for mama, good enough for me. But guess what? Mama them had a black and white TV with two antennas. If it's good enough for mom, get you a black and white TV with two hands. Most of you got TV on the wall and direct a dish or cable. You, there are very few of us in an old time religion. It's good enough for mom, enough daddy, good enough for me. But very few of us are, are driving around with no power steering. I'm going to When it comes down to the matter of faith, God is always moving. God is always evolving. God is still speaking. He's moving. He's moving. I told the Bible class, I gave him a scenario that I'm going to give to you, but I was going to say it in a nutshell. They know what I'm talking about. The church ain't just for the heterosexual. God loves the adultery. He loves the foreign things. Thank God he does. But I can't keep his love just for those. Well, 
he's going to give the same love to the homosexual. So, 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 am I closing his blood is good enough for me or good enough for you? And you got four women? And it's not good enough for those who love same-sex agenda. Now, I'm not condoning it. Don't go by and tell nobody I'm, I'm preaching about it's all right. Because it's not okay. But his blood is good enough. I mean, his blood was good enough for me. As long as I'm smoking good. But you're trying to tell me it's not good enough for the person who sold the weed. What's our problem? God can't be stuck. And what I got to say, he, he said, don't be scared. He said, refuse to be shaken. Recognize your struggle. Third and final. You, you know when you're ready for your purpose. When you realize that it's giving me a story. Give me five minutes. Realize. Give me a story. He said, look, girl, stop looking at me, God. Their purpose is over. They're dead. I don't want you to let that shake you. I don't want you to let shaken and dead folk scare you out of your sight. God gave you a prophetic word today. And God wanted to heal somebody. See, we. Demons, right now, if, if, I, if I spoke a word, if God spoke a word in here, see, let me just tell you this. If God wanted to heal somebody today, sometimes you can't be holding on to your iPad and your Bible wanting me to hear up and get the cross. Sometimes, if God want to heal somebody that's been battling with some stuff, and God starts moving, sometimes you can't always get out of church in an hour and a half. Not with me being the pastor. Now, and if you don't like that, then you maybe you need to go somewhere. But, but, but I'm talking about when God starts moving. And see, what, what happens when God starts casting out demons sometimes? Y'all know that, that's, that's God's some unusual. That, and God says that, listen, I want to cast out a demon and it start manifesting in the church. Now, can anybody around him besides me can go and stay right there in a warfare and call that demon out? Call it out in the name of Jesus. That you, are you going to be scared? Can you stay there with me? Are you going to be scared? So let me tell you something. We didn't learn that that's something we never seen. We didn't learn it in BTU, as y'all used to call it. We didn't learn it in vacation Bible school. But some folk got some real demons running around here. Y'all playing up in here, but some folk got some real issues that's going on. Some stuff is emotional, but some stuff is a spiritual warfare. And just like I know we got the Holy Spirit up in here, but we got some other spirits up in here too. I got, we got spirits up in here. I've seen them people with my own eyes. I mean, don't let scared people scare you. Do me a favor. He says, come see the place where it used to be. Here's your reminder. I want you to have proof of an empty tomb. Yes, here's your purpose. Here is your assignment. Here it is. Now, once you saw where you used to be, here it is. Now you go quickly. I'm closing. Here's why y'all were born, women. Tell the disciples. Here's your purpose. It's not to be cute for your baby or your boo. Yeah, your purpose is deeper than your Facebook or your Instagram posts. You have more on your Instagram. 
around that picture of you like this. <laughs> you know, you have, I'm sick, you know, look at that Instagram, you like this. You got, you got all that stuff, you know, you done playing, whatever, you know, you got those double, this is what he calls it, double, double. Choose you, 
to be stuck on the lower level of first century society. But I chose you because the first time the gospel message was preached in totality. It won't come from the lightning. It won't come from the masculine gender. But the first time the message is going to be told that he's not here. He got up from the dead. I thank God today for some preaching sisters who when disciples had their heads stuck between their tails. It was those women who went and told them. They said, Peter, don't be scared. James and John, you wanted to sit on his right or left, but you didn't have the faith to stand with him in crucifixion. But we're glad to report today that what the enemy thought he did on Friday is not the end of the story because he's no longer here. And guess what happens when you tell your story? If you tell your story to other people, the Bible says that the men, they didn't believe. That's why you got to have before your assignment because if you base your assignment on the response of people you will never be successful and walk in your purpose now brother Pat your job is not to make them believe but your job is simply to tell them about your story and I
And the way you'll see it again. Gift of God.